America. Welcome to our second episode of Meet the Cedars. I'm here with Benny. Maybe you could just start with a brief introduction about um, who you are, your job, and um, anything you think that might be important for a listener. Okay, uh, to start with, my name is Benny. Uh, I work as a CNA at Cedar Crest. I uh, started, I moved to Rhode Island in 2016 and started um, CNA work here. Okay, great. So how long have you been working at the Cedars? Um, six years. So why don't you tell me a little more about yourself, um, why you started in your particular career field, and then what eventually led you to start working at the Cedars? Um, well, I started right out of high school. I started working into a nursing home, and I think I started out in housekeeping and um, a floor tech then, and then started doing patient care, done that, stayed at that facility for almost 20 years, and then I moved to Rhode Island. My sister was a nurse here, and I, I came here to visit with her through the summer months, and I fell in love with New England, so I moved here. Okay, and so your sister was a nurse. Is nursing something that, you know, kind of runs in your family when you were younger? Did you always know you wanted to go into nursing? Uh, yeah, I've always liked taking care of people. I started out like I was going to be a physical therapist. That's what the plan was. But then I got married and all that stuff right out of high school. So started working two or three jobs and I started doing this and I liked it. I like helping people. It's very rewarding. So I stuck so with it. Why don't we get a little more into your day to day? Do you have a routine? Is there anything you expect when you walk in? the front door what's like the first thing that you do yes so um i work on a, a rehab unit so first thing come in we take all the vi full sets of vital signs on all the patients and then if anybody needs toileted we take them to the bathroom uh, we start at seven and breakfast is usually 7 30 or 8 so we get started doing that we take care of toilet everybody before breakfast and then after breakfast um we start you know giving showers and washing patients, whatever they need, setting, setting up the independent ones that needs to be, that can do it themselves. And we get the day started and rehab usually gets on the floor 9, 9.30 and starts their rehab. And, you know, it's just like a domino effect after that. Like by the time you get everybody done, get the beds made, it's time for lunch. And then after that, it's another round and it's very busy. So is there anything that you especially look forward to in, at any part of the day? Yeah, I look forward to, I look forward to um, seeing the patients that comes in, you know, with hip replacements, knee replacements, falls. It's very rewarding to see people coming in and, you know, they have a goal to set and we help them with that goal. You know, they're, they're in a lot of pain when they first get here. They have broken bones. Yeah, you know, whatever, whatever their case is. And then as the days go, you know, it's very rewarding to see progress being made and see the big smile on their face after two weeks when they get to go home like you mm -hmm. feel yeah, it makes you feel really good about your job and I also work in restore I'm a restorative CNA like every other weekend we take them to the gym you know they do their exercises and it's for like the long-term patients that's here that comes off of rehab but they still need to walk and and do their exercises so it's a restorative program to keep them moving after therapy so I do that like every other Saturday. So that's interesting too, that it's 
because there's there's inpatient and outpatient, right? If I if I right. understand correctly, yeah. so that's kind yeah. of an interesting mid step. Um, yeah, we have long term units and uh, short term units here. So the restorative program um, keeps our long term staff, you know, moving. If they have a like a decline in walking or a decline in mobility, then restorative will pick them up you know, and get them back to their functionable uh, ways again. Keep them walking, keep them toileting themselves and all that kind of stuff that they need help with. Try to keep them at a good level. Um, and now Rick also mentioned that you worked in the COVID unit. Um, COVID was um, very scary at the beginning because we didn't know anything about it. And we was one of the first cases. Um, so they made um, one of the rehab units, a COVID unit that had its own entrance and everything. And they kept the doors shut. Um, yeah, so the first patient, it was really scary, like coming into work, not knowing whether we was going to get COVID or, you know, but we had to come in, you know, that's our job. We got to take care of our people no matter what. So we came to work every day and we would stand outside the COVID doors and gown up from head to toe, mask, gloves, goggles, gowns. And we worked in that for 12 hour shifts. It was very difficult to meet the patient's needs, you know, because they just to go in the rooms like. If you needed to be in there 10 times a day, then you have to ungown, put on clean stuff. And it's just constant, you know, especially when we got, you know, four, five, six, seven cases, and then we had a full unit of COVID patients. It was very difficult. It was very difficult dealing with that, plus um, the death part of it, FaceTiming the families death. and having to do all of it, like juggle it all. And, and it's just, you're kind of like standing outside yourself, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was very scary, but we did it. We rocked. Something I asked Gina as well was when it was happening for her, I asked her if she sort of noticed the world changing around her as it was happening or if, yeah. you know, you sort of come out of it and then you look back and you have a, you realize how much time has passed and how much has changed since between March 2020 and now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally something that none of us never expected. You know, mm -hmm. we sign up, we do this kind of work knowing that we're going into, you know, different diseases and, and this and that stuff that's known to us and we know how to prepare for it. But with COVID, it was like totally like something out of the box that we really didn't know how to handle, which we did. We just done the best we could and, you know, put every type of PPE on that we had and we just busted through the doors every morning and did it. But yes, mm -hmm. it does make you look at things like leaving work and going home and going in the supermarket and nobody don't want to put a mask on because they think it's against their rights. But I just wanted to say so many times, you know, you, you have no idea what we're seeing, you know, in these facilities and the hospitals and all that stuff. It was very, very difficult, but people didn't take it serious enough. I mean, I can't even imagine, but there's a lot that's probably changed about the medical field permanently now. Even as healthcare workers, I think that we, We've always used good, good techniques of washing hands and all that stuff. But I think now it's just more like mm -hmm. everything we touch, everything we do, whether it's a chair or a computer to chart on a door, a bathroom knob, anything that we touch now, you go straight and wash your hands. Like it gives you more perspective on how germs can spread and so fast. And now when people look back on it, they'll, I don't know, they'll have to compare between before and after. It'll be really interesting to see what people say like 10 years from now and 20 years from now. About well, hopefully they remember um, 
everything that we've learned throughout this process and continue safe practice of hand washing, sneezing into your elbow. Like you, you go to the grocery store and you see people just picking up stuff to look at it and then putting it back down and then moving on. I mean, stuff like that, you think, okay, I shouldn't touch that just to look at it. Mm, you know, things true. like that. It's just so, it's just so much like shopping carts and elevator buttons and doorknobs and every little thing you touch now, it's just like, it kind of puts it in a different perspective as it did before COVID. I'm also curious about um, the way you guys worked as a team. Gina said that it was a time where you really saw people step up to the plate. So can I ask yeah, a little absolutely. more about what you saw from your team members? Yeah, so um, there was like four or five of us CNAs that stepped up and volunteered. Um, a few of us didn't have kids. Um, I didn't even think about it. When they asked me, I was like, absolutely. Like, I didn't even have a second thought. These are our patients. They're our long-term patients. They're like our family. So absolutely. It's like asking, would you take care of your own mother? Because these people, these long-term patients do become part of your family. So everybody stepped up to the plate. We alternated working 12-hour shifts and me and the nurse. There was always a CNA and a nurse that went in side by side. We would do all the patient cares, you know, do whatever they needed while we was in the room. And it was, it was a learning experience for yeah. us. We know yeah. how to take good, you know, care of people and we're good at it. That was just a whole different add-on that we wasn't expecting. Or, you know, it's like we was in the COVID unit and we were seeing things that nobody ever thought they would see before. You know, we've seen patients go from good to bad. You know, and, a day go to breathing good and talking and laughing to the next day it's like someone pouring cement into their lungs despite mm -hmm. they was grabbing their arms like begging from begging for us to help them and the oxygen would be on 15 like this as far as it would go and it just wasn't enough and you wow. just kind of stand back like holy smokes like what you know you just kind of kick into like to like save mode or something i don't know it was, it was definitely scary. Every day was different too. Like no two days was alike. Like, like one day we would, we would come in and everybody would be feeling great. Everybody would have a good lunch. The next day we would come and everybody would be like completely like vomiting or gasping for air or their lungs sounded like, you know, this real gurgly. Like it just changed that fast. At that point, you kind of got to go into like, oh my gosh, this, this person's going to die right here. Like, what am I going to do? But then you, your mind just goes back in the training that we had. And, and thank God we had some awesome nurses that worked with us and like didn't even give a second thought. They just jumped right in and they know exactly what to do. So your training kicked in. Are you a part of training other nurses? Uh, so yes, we, ha we have uh, different... Um, groups that comes here uh nursing mm -hmm. students and cna students and um i'm i train i usually train all the not all the new cnas but most of most of the new cnas uh they'll put them with me but yeah we do have nursing students that come here and we all learn from each other like you know we definitely me and the nurse on the unit we we help them train and give them the knowledge that we know so when a new nurse comes now you're also training them with COVID in mind, I would imagine. Oh yes, absolutely. Anybody new that starts, you know, there's always a possibility. We got to be prepared for the worst, like show them where the equipment is. If, if God forbid, they call us in five minutes from now and say a patient has symptoms and we're rapid testing them, you know, that could change in five minutes to go from no COVID to COVID again. 
and but we are prepared for it. And I think all the staff in the building is aware of what to do. And they know where all the equipment is. They know what exactly what to expect. We've had very good administration and training on what to do in those in that case, you know, in case there would be another COVID case pop up. Our director of nursing and assistant director of nursing, they are amazing. Like during that whole process, they stayed in touch. We have teams that we communicate back and forth, and they really stayed in touch with us on the COVID unit. Like. You know, is there any changes? What are you seeing? Is there anything you need? Like it was very, we have excellent, excellent administration here from the owners mm -hmm. all the way down to the CNAs. So I, I think we touched a little bit earlier on what your favorite thing about your job is, which is helping people. But I also want to go a little deeper into that. So. I would imagine there's the journey of it. Like you can look back and you can remember where they started and where they ended up. And then um, I think definitely communication um, is the biggest key of a patient's success as far as uh, rehab. Yeah, absolutely. Communication is the best, the best way to go. And I've seen, you know, even back years and years and years ago, you know, before there wasn't too much rehab, even the long-term patients, it's always good to go in a room and introduce yourself and just be happy. You know, sometimes this is the darkest times of a patient's life is knowing that they're spending long-term in a facility. So it's up to us to go in in the mornings with a bubbly attitude and just be friendly and nice and just get them laughing. And yeah, absolutely. Communication is absolutely the best way. And so do you see both the long-term and the short-term patients day-to-day? -day? Mm -hmm. um, mostly I do the rehab, but okay. we, do, we do have a section that, um, that has the long-term. And like I said, I do the restorative uh, program also. So I see them as well mm -hmm. as the, the short-terms, the rehab patients. Okay. For the restorative sessions as well, does that mean you get to see familiar faces? Like, like, do you keep in touch with patients that have left the theaters? So as far as like the, like the rehab patients? Uh, yeah, I guess both, both the uh, rehab and then otherwise. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, I'll be at the grocery store and they're like, Hey, you took care of my mother <laughs> <laughs> or you took care of my dad. I remember you, you kind of, um, grow a bond with the people that you've helped. And it's such a good feeling to be out in the grocery store or at the post office or whatever. And you see somebody that had a hip replacement two years ago and they're like, they're all excited about telling you, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm walking two miles a day again. And thank you for your help. It was amazing. It just makes you feel so good that you was in the position to help somebody like that sure. inside and outside. You know? We still get Christmas cards and stuff from family families that we treated five years ago, like they'll still send us a card or they'll call and, and thank us and wish us happy holidays and stuff like that. And that means a lot. That's where communication is the best. And even though, you know, during COVID, we still, we had to juggle both. We had to juggle the COVID unit, you know, as far as us on the COVID unit, the, the staff, but everybody outside the COVID unit, like just been scared. Like, I don't want to go down that. I don't want to go nowhere near that part of the building. You know, it was it was very scary for all of our patients, along with the staff. But hopefully now we've learned a lot. And now that everybody's vaccinated and the boosters is out, hopefully we'll never have another outbreak like that again. And we can rebuild and move forward. Yeah. I just love that patients still send you Christmas cards. I think that's, that yeah, really speaks to the Cedars we have, being family. 
We do. We have one patient that still calls us like around every holiday. She, she has, um, she was here on, gosh, it's probably four or five years ago. And she still calls me and Amy because we're the primary nurses wow. over here on the floor. So she still calls and how you guys doing? You know, I miss you guys. If I ever have any trouble, I'm coming back to see <laughs> just the two of you. Like it's, and that makes you feel so good. It really does. Mm-hmm.